Wow. Paul, so pleased for you. Eh? You've been very strong, man of God, strong for his family. He, and we just pray. All this, just all pray for him that the family would have a new start and that they'd get residency and be able to stay here and nothing would go, be in their way anymore. Thank you, Father. We just lift them up to you right now and just pray blessing, Father, that they would just come across and that you would just be with them and lead them and bless them as they set up a new life here in New Zealand, we pray. Thank you for the faithfulness of Paul serving his family in love in this way, Father. It's been so hard. So we lift them up to you and pray for your continued uh, encouragement and blessing upon him and all the whānau in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just ask that you take over my lips right now and move through your spirit and through your word and speak to each one of our hearts as we're here with open hearts, ready to receive from you, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I love that song, Tuia, Tuia Kite Rangi, write it in the sky, Tuia Kite Whenua, write it in the earth and the ground, Tuia Kite Nako, write it on your heart. This big love, this big love that God has, there's what, what one love. Let it be written on your heart today. God loves each one of us, but he loves everyone out there too. And he's writing it on our hearts so that we can be read of all men. We are epistles. We're, our lives are like a letter to others. And what are they reading today? Love. Praise God. Well, God Speaks is a theme for this month, and Ruth opened up, and I just remember she said, uh, the first time God spoke was, let there be light, and how profound was that? There was light. Let there be light today. Let there be light in uh, Northland today, the light of the gospel, the light of the glory of God shining out through his people today. How he spoke, and, I, and it may not have been, the, this is just one thought that came back to me from his message, which was really profound. And he also said, God spoke, God saw. God spoke, God saw. God spoke, and then he saw. It's time for you to speak, and then you will see. Don't see, then speak. Do not see, then speak. Speak, uh, speak, and then you'll see. Speak words of faith and, uh, over your children, over your whānau, over your business. Don't just see, and then speak. That's unbelief. God spoke, God saw. Ian, he spoke of the fire of God, how that it mounts the gold, but what does it do? It burns up the dross in our lives. That, that which is not of God in our lives is burnt up by the fire of the presence of God in our lives. Praise God. He's doing a transforming work in the hearts and lives of each one of us. Yes? And I'm going to turn to uh, Psalm 62 this morning. We've got a few verses. Reese told me this morning I'm only allowed four verses, but I gave him a good 10. Praise God. So we'll try and double that through the message and make it 20. Glory to God. 62, God spoke once, twice, and I heard this, that power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. Yes, God speaks once, He speaks twice. And then I want you to look at Matthew 17, verse 4. And that was on the Mount of Transfiguration. And, and most times I quote when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, He said the same thing. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Is that what it says there? And then he says, in Matthew, he says, hear him. So twice God spoke. Once when Jesus was transfigured before uh, the, the apostles, and then once at, uh, when he was baptized, or the other way around, by John the Baptist, the first one with John the Baptist. So what did he say? Why, why is it so important that he's speaking twice? He says, this... I want you to know that this is my beloved son. I want you to know this. 
This is my beloved son. What, is, what does beloved mean? It means completely, thoroughly, and fully loved. Completely loved. He's my beloved son. Completely loved. He's the one who completely and thoroughly and fully pleases God, our Father. God is well pleased in him. And he wants you to know, that's why he speaks it twice. This is my beloved son. See, he's sending us a message. Because what does he do? He gives them for us, doesn't he? Why is he beloved? I wrote down three things that I just came up with. He is the exact representation of the Father. That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 1. He, he was obedient. He said, behold, I come to do your will, O God. Always obedient. But he, and he can be trusted, number three, with all things. From him, through him, and to him are all things. Anything outside of that doesn't matter. And will not matter. It will be gone. See, in the Old Testament, there was the most, uh, uh, the most beloved son or king who pleased God was David. And it's quite interesting and very significant there that the word David in the Hebrew means beloved. David was beloved. David stuffed up in life a bit, didn't he? But he repented. He turned back to the source of the one who was his life. You read about it all through the Psalms. He wrote many of the Psalms in his praise and worship to God. He played on his harp, but he, he did great exploits. He was willing to give his life for the lamb, once with the lion and again with the bear. And then he was willing to lay down his life when he was only a young lad for his nation. What about you? David was beloved. See, the point that God's trying to say to us this morning when he says, this is my beloved son. And when he's given him up for us, he's trying to say, you also are beloved. Yes. Jesus is God's beloved. The question is, is he loved by you? Do your actions, do your words show that you love the Lord Jesus, the Son of the living God? It's just a question. So the question is, did God keep his own, the only son that he had? No. He never kept him. He offered him, even up for those who would not even value his son. But yet God places great value on all people, all his creation. He, he, he has freely given from heaven in Christ all that is possible to give. Everything he's made, everything he's created is from him, through him, and to him. He's, he's highly exalted his son. He's given him a name above every name. He's submitted everything under his feet simply because his son is the exact expression of the father. What about you as sons of God? You too express and show the father to those round about you. And it starts at home, praise God. Will you do the same? That's another question I got down here. Will you faithful, faith, faithfully serve even though you're not appreciated? Oh, I can't be bothered being on crazy. I can't be bothered working in the kitchen. I can't be bothered being on the door. I don't want to keep coming in the car park team. There's no one actually that comes and helps me. What say we just all give up? No. 
if our hearts have been impacted by the Son of God, we won't. The trouble is, sometimes we need to have our heart open to be recipients of the love that it would be right of our Father, written on our heart, not only written in the sky and in the land, because it is the soil of Northland is rich with the seed of the Word of God that has been sown for generations, and it is going to sprout up. There is going to be glory to our Father, and the Lord is going to be honoured in Aotearoa yet again. And, uh, but let it, let it be written on your heart. What is being written on your heart? What do you give attention to in life? Will you do it for your spouse? Even if you're not appreciated in different areas, are you just going to love and love and love on your spouse? What about your children? What about when they rebel? When we like that with God, with our Father, are we going to love and love and love on them? Praise God. God's looking for that. He's looking for that. He's looking for us to demonstrate his great love to those round about us. At work, with our mahi, demonstrating the love of God, sticking with it, no matter what gets thrown at us. Sometimes in life, we just got to push through. The All Blacks will know that. When they're training for rugby, you've got to stick with it, and you've got to have grit, and you've got to push through. What about in the spirit? Eh? Amen. I just want to encourage you to do that. Never give up. Never turn back. Keep receiving the love of God and sharing it out and shining it forth to others. What about the community? I know COVID with the church, with the excite, we've the last couple of years we haven't done a lot of community events. We've got a hungry today, but there's not a lot here at this stage. Maybe they come for the feed. We did many community events. But don't give up, my brother and sister. We started with 10 people in here and did many events. Imagine what we could do with the number here this morning where we ought to get a touch from God, eh? Praise God. Amen. I'm not discouraged. I'm encouraged, as we read in the Bible, encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Amen. Let your actions speak in life because like it or not, your actions do speak. They actually speak very loudly. And what are people hearing? What are your children hearing? What's your spouse hearing? What's your boss at work hearing? What's our community hearing when our actions speak? Let the love of God shine forth out of our lives. Praise God. God is really saying to us when he says, This is my beloved son. In him I'm well pleased. I find all my pleasure and delight in him. He's really saying, no my, hide my. It's all right now for you to come a little bit closer. He's saying, welcome. That's what he's saying. He's saying, draw near. The word does say that. Draw near to God and he'll draw near unto you. Don't just stand and observe from a distance. Come right in close. The Father's wanting to welcome you into his embrace. You know, this morning I had a dream. It was a strange dream. It was probably about between 4.30 and 6 this morning, or quarter to 6. And uh, I was, and I believe it was from God, actually, because I was going down, in the dream, I was going down this very, very steep Tarsiel Road with some quite hard shoes, and it was, it was quite slippery. 
and I was sliding down the hill. That's how steep it was. And I was trying to, but I was going down the slope and I was trying to keep my balance. You know, in life, sometimes it's like that. But we're going down a slippery slope. But the next thing, I was at this marae. Yeah, I was at this marae. And uh, as many of you know, I've been learning a bit of te reo. So I go into this marae, and all the manuhiri, the visitors, were coming in. And I was there, and then it was my turn to get up. And uh, my kaioko sailor, my teacher, is sitting here. Uh, sailor Epiha, and we're so grateful. He's been teaching us te reo. And it's an honor to have you here today, sailor. And, and uh, yeah, and, uh, but I got up and it was my turn to speak and I got all mixed up. And, and, and I just got totally confused. But more than that, when I went in, I had gumboots on and they were dirty and I had a hat on. Now, someone had told me to take my hat off, but I didn't even hear them. So I got everything mixed up, totally mixed up. And uh, I was just, I broke out into a cold sweat. And I felt so out of place just in the dream. You know what dreams are like, you know? And yet it was really all right. If you know in a marae, you know, there's a lot of grace there. And if you make, Sailor's been teaching, well, if you mess up, someone will guide you. One of the wahine or someone will there be, or the uh, uh, older ladies, um, Kuya, will be, uh, will be leading you or showing you where to go, where to sit. I was sitting in all the wrong places too when the money came. If I could have done it wrong, I did it in this dream. It was a disaster. And I woke up like in a, not physically in a cold sweat, thankfully, but in the dream I was sweating and people could see I was breaking out in this cold sweat. I don't know what you're going through in life. Maybe, I believe God's got this dream there for us all. And he's saying to us, look, it's all right. Stop stressing about it. Why don't you hand it over to me? Why don't you just... Come a bit closer. Don't you understand how much I love? This is my beloved son. I haven't kept him back. This is my beloved son. And what am I doing? Trying to get you to live up to his standard? No, I'm actually giving him freely to you. You can receive him. He can become Lord of your life. He can become your source. What a change that's going to make. And yet you're trying to keep your business on track. You're trying to keep your family on track. You're trying to uh, keep your life on track. You, you just don't have the energy to, to, to go where you want to go. And you know you're failing and it's, you just feel like giving up. And God's saying, just give up and come a little closer. Just give up and come a little closer. It's all right. You can. You can give up. You just come. No, my. Hide in my. What's he saying? This is my beloved son. Why don't you come and take him? Take all of him. Take him. Let him be your life. He is eternal. He's the eternal God. He'll, when you got him, you've got eternal life. Praise God. Well, I read Romans 1 and 7. I better move on with these 10 scriptures, Reese. <clears throat> just during the week. And it says, to all who are in Rome, the apostle says, beloved of God. And I thought as I did that, the Holy Spirit said, don't put Rome, put New Zealand. To all who are in Rome, beloved, uh, New Zealand, sorry, beloved of God, called to be what? Called to be saints. Not try and be, just be who God has made you. Did, did you. did you know he's made you a saint? He separated you out. He's made you holy through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and through his ascension. 
God with him raised you up. That's what he had in his heart. You just need to walk in and receive all the blessing that he has for you. Justified you freely, made you just as though you'd never sinned. He has redeemed you with the blood of Christ. He's made you accepted in the blood. I think we've got that verse somewhere. And he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and verse 6. I think I just quoted that. He chose us in him from before the foundation of the world. Verse 6, he made us accepted and beloved. Maybe you, don't, you feel a failure. Maybe the trouble is not that you're not accepted among the people of God. Maybe that it's not the problem that you're not accepted with God because he accepts you. Maybe the problem is that you don't accept yourself. Maybe you've got a low self-esteem. Maybe it's time to recognize what God has done and value it. His word is truth. His word is powerful. God speaks through his word and he says, and I just, I've loved this. I've just enjoyed this many, many years. It says he made us accepted in the beloved. You might say, well, you don't want to be accepted. Well, he's already made you accepted. Just be who God's made you to be. You're supposed to be a human being, not a human doing. <laughs> Praise God. Mm. It's so important that we speak, and I keep drumming this one, over our children and saying that I love you. I love you. Sometimes our actions, they can take from our actions that we don't love them. So we need to keep reminding them how much we love them. And, and also with our actions, be there no matter what for our children. Sometimes we're in the heat of the moment with my children. I've just stopped and I've said, do you know what? I love you. They go, but dear Ed, I love you. you know, you'd, be, you'd be surprised at that moment what the calming effect is that, even to use that on your wife. But don't tell Ruth I said that. It's one of the ones, you know. It's not a red card or a yellow card. This is a blue card. It's a heavenly one. I love you. They don't have that in rugby, do they? Blue cards? <laughs> What's rugby got to do with this? Nothing. Right. Moving on. <laughs> and I tell them that you are an awesome son or daughter to have. And it's important that they hear that. Because it's important that we see them as God sees them. And what does God do for our children? He says, this is my beloved son. I love your children so much, I'm not going to keep him back. I'm going to freely give him to you and with him give you all things. Wow, that is so profound and so amazing. You know, each one of us need affirmation. As, as we get older, we can gain our own affirmation from the Word of God, but our children need affirmation. We need to encourage them when they do well. I play with Evangeline doing a pool quite often. Now she's getting, every day now we're doing a game of pool. But if I found that if I don't encourage her, she won't want a game the next day. But even if she loses, but I say, man, you did well. That shot was really good. Even though she lost, she wants to play the next day. Every one of us, we need affirmation. We need to be affirmed. And that's what the Word of God does for us as we grow up. We get the Father's love shining out and He affirms the gospel to us and all that He has done on our behalf. Reuben said there was going to be a countdown on that thing. What is it? Oh, so this is unlimited. Praise God. 
See, that's what prayer can do. That's what prayer can do. So they need to know that they're loved no matter what, even our spouses, eh? No matter what, unconditional love, because that's how God loves us, even your brothers and sisters in Christ. Even all that come here to excite, no matter who they are, where they come from, what their background is, we love them. They're all welcome. Praise God. We never put condi- love never puts conditions on it, does it? We don't put conditions on love. He, God loves freely, and it's a big love. Nui, that word nui is big. Yeah, aroha, big love. Praise God. Jesus even told us to love our enemies. That's a bit radical, isn't it? Imagine that. Why don't we just start there loving our enemies? Because then the rest will be easier. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? We'll just go out and love all our enemies, go and take them a cake, go and grab them something, you know, give them a gift, all the enemies, because then it'll be a lot easier to go and do something good for our neighbours. <laughs> and then our own whanau and our own wife. You know, once every 10 years you could get them flowers or something, you know. That's what I've learned. Or even more often than that if you want to. Every 30 years, did you say, you'd, oh, keep learning. <laughs> I, said, I thought he was saying, make it 30 years. You know, some people have actually put conditions on themselves. And it limits them from receiving from God. As you're sitting there in your seat, do you think that if you actually become a better person, that God will bless you more? Sometimes it's just an eight in us, in the human nature, to think that if we do something better, we're going to gain the love of God more. Maybe we're taught that in society, at school, with our own parents. Maybe we've even taught our kids that. But God loves us unconditionally. Praise God. God speaks, His love speaks, His actions speak. This is my beloved Son, and Him I'm well pleased. Psalm 29, verse uh, 3 and 4 says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters, loud on the roar of the ocean, yeah? The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. It's really over the nations. The turmoil of the sea, and that represents the nations in turmoil like today. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Let God speak to you today. This is my beloved son. If you really lay hold of that and he really, and that resonates right deep in your spirit rather than just your head, it will be life transforming. If something in you opens up to receive the radical, uh, reckless, as we've been singing, love of God. You will be forever transformed. Your life will be changed. You will be impacted because it is so powerful. The love of God, even His voice speaking it into your heart, even to, into your life. You see, your Father loves you. And He's saying to you, No, no, my Heidemai, come a little closer. Welcome. Come near. Draw near. Draw near to God, and He'll draw near unto you. Is that how much we've got to go? Oh, that's what we're up to. Okay, sorry. Why do we need to hear from God? Number one, why do we need to hear from God? Three questions I want to bring. First one, why do we need to hear from God? Why would we not want to hear from God when He created everything? He, he is the source of all. 
It's an unlimited source. We would be mad not to be hearing every day from God, walking with our Father, trusting in Him. There's so many voices in this world. But what about the greatest, powerful one of all that is above all the noise of the raging of the nations and of the sea? The voice of the Lord is powerful. Why would we not want to hear from Him? We've been hearing all about when He speaks, just what happens. Light comes forth. And God speaks and he saw, he speaks to the sea, he speaks to the land, he speaks to the heavens and the stars and everything. Let there be, in, in Genesis, let there be light. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light. See, God speaks through his word. Yes, he can speak in a dream. He can speak through your, uh, another brother or sister or a preacher or uh, some pastor or teacher or Many things. He speaks to us through his children, but he speaks primarily through his word more than any other place. And it says, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Well, that's me. I was very simple, but I came, and then as I read his word, as I hide it in my heart, suddenly I have the answers. Well, it's not so suddenly, because I need to do it every day. And we grow, and we learn, and we walk with the Lord and we enjoy the power of God moving in our hearts, in our lives, in our family, in every area. Praise God. So come to Him. He is a source of all. We need, we need to hear from God because He is the source of all. And you know, when we hear from His Word, suddenly faith is activated because faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. And faith is like a, a, a muscle. The, the more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. I think uh, Ian might have shared that with us a while ago. When we rely on God, God during the hard times and see Him coming through for us, our faith grows stronger uh, for our next trial and our next test. In fact, the Word of God says the trial of our faith is more precious than gold, though it be tried in the furnace. It was never supposed to be easy in life. Jesus said, in this world you shall have tribulation. But as we hear the word of God, we've got more than enough to meet any crisis that we go through as we're gleaning from the word and hearing the voice of the great creator, hearing from our heavenly father. Why would we not want to daily hear from him and read his word? Spend time in the gym of God's word, working out, building your muscles of faith and toning up. <coughs> On his promises and faithful character. We're talking spiritually here, praise God. <laughs> what were you guys thinking? You guys got to behave yourself when you're sitting there looking at me like that. Too many hungies. Well, well what would you say? Okay, it's coming soon. <laughs> First Peter, 1 and 7. <laughs> yeah, tone up on his promises and his... And, uh, and, and his faithful character. Trust in Jesus and his performance because he never fails. Praise God. Look to him at all times. First Peter uh, 1 and 7 says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And you know, when I read that, the Lord, the Spirit was saying to me, it's like a, jig a jigsaw puzzle. See, at the revel there is a time coming when Christ is going to be revealed in all his glory. But guess what? He's going to have a bride. And that bride will have a part of the puzzle. As we feed upon him, that'll be the gold, silver, and precious stones developed in our heart 
and in our life. Everything else is not going to remain if we read in Hebrews chapter 1. Heaven and earth is going to pass. It's going to be folded up like a piece of clothing, but it says, you, Lord, remain. And so he's saying, our faith, what it does, we get a minute bit of the puzzle. And there's going to come a time when that's all you're going to have left is what you're fed upon, Christ, what there is of Christ in our life, in our walk, shining out in all its glory. And you'll have a bit of the puzzle. And it's an important piece because we won't see the picture clearly without that piece of puzzle. And it's the same in the church here. Everyone has, is part of the, part of the church and, and we need to have a work to do. We've all got different gifts and callings in our lives. And if we're not here, it can't function properly if we're all away. But, but God has given us opportunity to daily feed upon the Lord Jesus Christ and have a, a greater and greater piece of the puzzle, bit of the pie, eh? A bigger piece of the hungy. So, oh, sorry. <clears throat> can't, see, I can't get my mind off food. Sometimes we substitute hearing from God, or often, for hearing from ourselves. Yeah, there's a voice within that is much louder than the voice of God sometimes if we don't study the Word of God daily. And even there's feelings within that say, look, I'm useless. I'm, especially when you're a teenager, when you're young. I, I walk through that with my own children. I'm useless. I'm ugly. Spend time in the mirror. You know, there's a voice that's very loud there. There's a voice in the world that will be saying certain things. But there's a voice in your head. But in the spirit, you need to be hearing from God. Because that's where the foundation and the truth of your life is built on. And uh, in the love of the Father, hearing from our Father daily through our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't substitute hearing from ourselves for that. Don't be deluded into trying ruling over your own life. A self-made man or woman thinking that if I really put my hand to it and I do this, well, it's always going to turn out rosy. It doesn't always. It doesn't always work that way. We need the blessing and the favor of God on our family. I need it for my family. I need verses like your children shall, and promises, your children shall be all taught by the Lord. I need that. I daily remember that and, and speak it out. God will actually take up my children and he will teach them where I fail. Yeah? He is Jehovah Jireh. He's the one that provides for me. It's not my, just my own hand. Yeah? Don't. Be deluded into ruling your own life and thinking that you have to balance it all, like sliding down that slippery slope with these shoes down that road I was talking about, a slippery slope, trying to balance, and it's very hard to stand up. Life can be like that, a slippery slope sometimes. Maybe not for you. Maybe just for me. <laughs> Number two. So, second question. What is God's main message to us? And that is that you are beloved. We've already spoken about that. Jesus is beloved, but what he's saying to us, you are beloved. Romans 5 and 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, not why we were saints. <laughs> why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. That's good demonstration. Yeah, no matter what we were, he still loves us. Isaiah 1 and 18. What, what he's saying here, God, God's main message to us is that you are beloved. And, I'm, and, 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 and he also says it is that you need me and I'm here. That's what he's saying. 
You need me, and I'm here if only you'll come. Isaiah 1.18, come now. Come right now, this morning. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be as wool. I have the answer. I have a lamb. I have a one offering that will solve the problem of everybody. And it's my son, my beloved son, and I'm giving him to you. Praise God. How reasonable is that? Come now, let us reason, you know. This ain't doing a business deal where it's okay, you 50-50 or whatever. No, no, God's saying, I'm going to do it all. Well, how reasonable is that? Why would we not come when he's done it all, when he wants to give us everything? I'm in. I'm in for the great inheritance. What about you? Come. Hallelujah. What else is he saying? He's saying, my heart really longs for you. Really does. I really do care about you. More than you could ever imagine or know. I, I know even the number of hairs on your head. I know what you're going through. I know the pain and suffering and the frustration deep within that you can't share with anybody else. But I'm always here and I've always been there. I always will be there. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I just long that you just draw near. Come a little closer. Isaiah 43, verse 25, and he says... I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. But you say, well, I remember them. Why, it was only just yesterday I did this or I did that and I know that was wrong and then I felt really stink about it. No, let it go. You don't need to come up to a certain standard to draw near to God. He already has the standard bearer, which is Christ, and he's already given him for you. He's justified you, made you one. You know, once I was lost, but now I'm found. Jesus is so wonderful. The gospel of the grace of God is so good. I was dead, but now I'm alive in him, in the spirit. Because God's a spirit, and I receive what his word says. And Jesus said, his word is spirit, and our life. And I feed upon it, and I'll radically believe it no matter what. If it says Jonah swallowed the whale, I'll believe it. Why not? It's the Word of God. Jonah could have swallowed the whale. Nothing's impossible with our God. It might have even been a blue whale. Now your minds are doing mental gymnastics. <laughs> Praise God. But there you go. I was dead and I'm alive. I was blind, but now I see the scales are lifted when you come a little closer. I was lame, but now I walk. It even affects my walk now. I'm a different man than before I knew the Lord. He will change your walk. He will change how you live as you go on a hickory or a journey or with him. And he makes the deaf to hear. Sometimes we're so deaf. He's yelling at us. He's speaking once. He's speaking twice. And he says, this is my beloved son. And you go, yeah, but what? We don't hear. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't deserve it. Or yeah, but you don't know what goes on in my mind. Oh, yeah, but you don't know what I did the other day. I didn't really mean to. I knew it was wrong. Yeah, but. Yeah? So the last question, what is your response to him? Are you going to receive such love? Are you going to walk with him faithfully every day? Are you going to trust in him? Are you just going to draw near and just abide under the shadow of the Almighty and just receive all that he has for you? I encourage you, to do that.
as God speaks, if we have faith in what he says, it'll bring action in our lives. It'll unlock our lives. Praise God. Sadly, there's many mental agreeers. But you're not one of them. You're one that will receive by faith the word of God. There will be action. Our lives will be transformed. We do want to hear from God. Our ears are open. Our hearts are open to him. Our hearts are open to receive and to hear the word of God, to drink it in, to live it out in our lives and to grow daily in the Lord. Okay, we're going to close off. John 15 verse 7. If you remain in me, Jesus said, and my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you want. And it might sometimes be done for you. No. Ah, shall be done for you. Praise God. That is pretty good. I'll take that. I'll keep his word because I know my prayers get answered. Praise God. God has a great, exciting future for you, my brother and sister. Believe by faith and claim that future for yourself and for the next generation and for generations to come. Let your life be transformed by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God. Remember, He doesn't give you strength. He is your strength. Remember, He does not give you victory. He is your victory. And remember, He cannot be your life without being all you need. All you need. Don't get your needs satisfied outside the Lord. Come to Him. Pour out your heart to, to Him. Receive His amazing love. God speaks. This is my beloved Son. No, my, hired am I. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. I want to give you freely all things in my Son. Will you have him? Will you have him? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your great love. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for giving us so much, for unconditional love, giving us the, your well-beloved son, one son you had, but you didn't hold him back. You, did deliver, you delivered him up for us all, and with him you have freely given us all things, and we want to thank you, Father, for your amazing love. We love to sing about your love. We'll write it in the sky. It's such a big love. We'll write it on the earth. We'll write it in our own hearts. Your great love for us. Father, we submit ourselves to you, to your love today. We pray for blessing for everyone here about in your presence, Father, today. Father, for any who do not know you, Father, we know that they can just simply come and receive Jesus just in a moment of time and just receive all that he is able to be for them. So, Father, bless us this day. Transform our lives. Make us a blessing to others, we pray. We thank you and we praise you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen.